Welcome to the Breezy Babies Podcast. This is episode 141, The Ultimate Guide to Oversupply. Could you use more confidence as a parent? Welcome to the happy place for boobs and babies. You're in good hands. Breezy Babies is where we ease your transition into parenthood because it's a bumpy road. Am I right? I'm your host, Breezy IBCLC, and if you'd like to make life as a parent more breezy, you're in the right place. I'm here to deliver small bite-sized tips and tricks so you can crush your parenting and lactation goals. I'm honored to be on this journey with you. Let's go. Hello, hello. How are you today? Thank you so much for listening into this podcast episode. I am so excited to talk to you about oversupply. I talk about oversupply day in and day out with my clients. I actually have quite a few clients, even currently, um, pretty much all the time. I have quite a few clients who are dealing with oversupply. I had one of my followers on Instagram say, Hey, do you have a great podcast episode on oversupply? I'd like more information about that. And I thought, Oh my gosh, what a great suggestion for a podcast episode. I am going to make the ultimate guide to oversupply. And that is what I'm going to provide to you today. I know that so many of you are probably dealing with this as well, because like I said, I have quite a few clients who have a bit too much milk. And for those of you that are listening who don't have too much milk, you might be thinking, wow, how could oversupply possibly be a problem? That sounds great to have enough milk and then even more to spare. Trust me, oversupply comes with its own set of issues I'll teach you more today (laughs) and why it's actually great if you can land in a spot where you have just enough for your baby with a little bit to spare, but we'll talk about all the ins and outs today about oversupply. I want to tell you first that this podcast episode is sponsored by my friends at Love Majka. Majka has been a longtime supporter of Breezy Babies, and I've personally sampled just about all of their products. Recently, they sent me this yummy chocolate bark for Valentine's Day, and I loved it, and I'm still loving it for a tasty treat that also has high-quality organic ingredients, including moringa, ashwagandha, and turmeric. Their overnight oats and nourishing green lactation powder are perfect for moms on the go. That is what all their products are centered around. Nourishing moms, especially those that are lactating. I also personally loved adding their hydration booster to my daily water. You may remember the co-owner of Majka Lorena was a recent podcast guest. She's great. And you know, I love a great woman owned business as well. So go check out all Majka has to offer at lovemajka.com or visit the link in the show notes. You can even use my affiliate discount code breezy, B-R-E-E-Z-Y at their website for a discount. If you don't know where to start with their nourishing products, they even have a quiz on their website where you can get the best products tailored for your situation. Thank you so much to my friends at Love Majka for sponsoring this podcast episode. All right. Are you ready to talk about oversupply? I want to start by telling you that the majority of this 
podcast episode today, I'm referencing a, um, a blog post from La Leche League on their website where they talk about breastfeeding and oversupply. So I will link that study in, well, it's not a study. I will link that blog post in the show notes, which is based off of studies. <laughs> if you want to go and read the whole thing, but I'm going to kind of break this down to you and where I want to start is talking about some of the signs of oversupply. These are actually, um, listed on the La Leche League website. So let me start here. I feel like this is a really good place to start so that if some of these sound like you, you can be like, Oh, maybe I'm dealing with oversupply because let me just say a lot of times my clients with oversupply have no idea that they have oversupply. In fact, a lot of times when they meet with me, they're concerned that they don't have enough milk <laughs> happens all the time. So let's talk about some signs of oversupply. Number one, you might see that your baby is super restless during feeds, might cry or pull off at the breast. Your baby might choke, cough, sputter, gulp quickly at the breast, especially when you have a letdown of milk. Maybe you see your baby clamping down at the nipple to try and stop the, the fast flow of milk. And because of that, you're having sore nipples, painful nipples, Maybe your baby arches and stiffens at the breast and has painful sounding cries. Maybe you feel like each feeding is a struggle or a battle. Like you're literally having a battle with your baby every time that you breastfeed. Maybe feeds for you are super short, but also frequent because your baby is filling up so quickly on air and that lower fat that comes at the beginning of a feed and not getting to the higher fat that comes later on in the feed. Maybe you see that your baby is having green, loose, explosive poops. <laughs> um, that could be a huge sign of oversupply. Maybe your baby is very gassy, has frequent, huge spit ups. Maybe you notice that when you have a letdown, when your milk releases and comes out of the nipple, maybe you notice that it's very strong and very forceful and your baby's coughing and choking and, and there's milk leaking out of the sides of your baby's mouth. And it just seems to be like there's milk everywhere. Maybe also you notice that your breasts never really feel empty and they just never seem to soften in between feeds and they just refill with milk very quickly. The last thing you might see is that you have frequent clogged ducts, frequent mastitis, and it just seems like you're always going around and around in circles. Okay. Again, these are all things that you can find on the La Leche League website there. They also recommend that possibly you would want to consider having your thyroid levels checked if you're dealing with oversupply. Of course, listen, listen, this podcast is not medical advice. It never is. This is not tailored to you. I am not giving you medical advice unless you set up a consultation with me and sign a consent form saying that I can give you medical advice. Um, so just remember that these are generalized, um, recommendations, but you do want to work one-on-one -on -one with an IBCLC. If you are noticing any of those things that I just listed off for you. 
So again, today we're going to talk about oversupply. We're going to talk about how to prevent oversupply. We're going to talk about the causes of oversupply, and we're going to talk about how to manage it. That is what you asked for. And that is what I am going to provide to you today. So tip number one is don't overdo it with the breast pump, especially if feeding your baby at the breast is going well. Listen, you can overdo it. Oversupply might sound glamorous, but it's not. It's a lot of work to keep up with removing milk and avoiding clogged ducts and avoiding mastitis. And maybe your baby coughs and chokes and struggles at the breast because of the fast flow. It's no easy path. I never shoot for oversupply with my clients. The best place to be just enough milk for your baby with a tiny bit to spare. I'm talking, you just fed your baby and you only pump out half an ounce total right after. That's a great place to be, believe it or not. I find that oversupply can be caused by going crazy with the breast pump. What do I mean by this? I mean that you feed your baby at the breast and it went great, but you read on some mommy Facebook group that you should also pump after every single feed or your supply will never be great. So you pull out your double electric breast pump and do a full pumping session after every single feeding. Now let's think about what message this is sending to your body. It's telling your body, Hey, we have twins here. Now, do you need enough milk that could feed two babies? No, probably not. Unless you truly have twins. Otherwise you're just going to be feeding your fridge or your freezer full of milk. I have had more than one client over the years with oversupply and they literally have bought deep freezers, sometimes even multiple deep freezers to store all of their breast milk. It happens. <laughs> I do tell them that they have the option to normalize supply but that can be really scary to hear as an oversupplier. All they hear is my supply will reduce down and it's a hard pass for them a lot of times. So instead we talk about making sure that they aren't running into clogged ducts and mastitis and all of that. Okay. Tip number two is not only pumping too much causes oversupply. There can be other reasons why you can have too much milk. Like I mentioned in the beginning, it could be from your thyroid. Maybe your thyroid is your thyroid levels are too high. That can cause oversupply. Maybe there is even some pituitary problems and you have higher levels of prolactin than you should have. There are certain medications that can cause oversupply. Also, I've seen many who are taking supplements to increase their supply when they already have oversupply and it's really not needed. And it's actually causing a bit more harm <laughs> than being helpful. So we don't want to go crazy with these things. Um, and again, you want to work one-on-one -on -one with your IBCLC to see what is right for you. Tip number three is positioning and a plan can help manage your oversupply. Now, one great thing that I love to teach my clients with oversupply is how to do upright positions with their baby. Why do I like teaching upright positions? Just imagine with me for one second that you were laying down flat on the floor 
and milk was coming down, pouring out and pouring down your throat quickly. How would that make you feel? (laughs) You would probably sit up quickly. You would cough, you would sputter, you would have trouble breathing and swallowing and coordinating that. And it would not be an enjoyable experience. It's the same way for babies who are feeding laying down with uh, fast flowing milk coming down their throat. So, um, I like to teach upright positions that can look like maybe still the cradle hold. I find that a lot of people really love the cradle hold, but if you're kind of leaning forward with a cradle hold and your baby is underneath you, that's literally like the whole image of them laying down flat with fast flowing milk. So instead you can lean back at a 45 degree angle and have your baby be a little bit more on top of you instead of underneath you. And that is going to create a much better situation where they can control the flow and not feel like they're just getting waterboarded. (laughs) I also love upright positions like the koala hold. You can get creative with the football hold and have your baby almost sitting um, next to you with an upright position, really positioning the sky is the limit. I love teaching new positions with my clients and you don't just have to do cradle hold with your baby laying right in front of you. You're probably going to want to practice with some upright positions. Another trick that you can try is kind of a scissor position with your fingers. What this does is it puts pressure behind the areola to slow the flow of milk, kind of like putting a kink in a hose. But listen, you don't want to just hold your fingers there the entire time because you don't want to cause a traffic jam in your breasts. That's going to lead to ducts getting clogged and mastitis. That's not what we're going for. Another thing you can try is to unlatch your baby when that forceful milk um, letdown comes and catch that milk in a burp cloth or a container, something like a haka. And then after that huge rush of milk has passed, which usually only lasts a couple of seconds, then you can latch your baby on again and continue on with the feed when they can control the flow of milk a little bit easier. Also, you are going to want to think about coming up with a feeding plan. This is going to be very helpful. You may want to work with an IBCLC because sometimes I will recommend for my clients to possibly only feed on one breast per feed. Yeah. A lot of people do that. (laughs) Not everyone. The majority of my clients do feed on both breasts per feed and the majority of parents all over the world do that. But there are a small group who can feed on one breast per feed and it works really well for them. What does that look like? Well, on the La Leche League website, they say um, to feed on one breast per feed and then pump the other side, the second side, only if it's needed for comfort and then only pump enough to just get comfortable to get to the next feeding. Okay. So we're not talking about doing a full pumping session on that second breast because that would kind of defeat the purpose, right? (laughs) When your breasts are drained and empty, that tells your breast to start making more milk. So we're not going for a full draining here on that second side. We're just removing just enough to take off some of the pressure, but not completely drain the breast. So that could be an option that you want to talk with your lactation consultant about and see if feeding on one breast per feed would be a good fit for you. Sometimes we even teach block feeding. 
Have you heard of block feeding before? This is how La Leche League describes block feeding. They say, pick a feeding that will mark the beginning of this process. About an hour before the usual feeding begins, pump both breasts until they are soft and, and little is being pumped out. Remember that your breasts are never fully empty and that your baby can always do a better job than a mechanical pump. When baby cues the feeding, nurse from one breast only for as long as she is interested. Anytime she wakes within a six hour time frame, offer the same side again. For the next six hours, always go to the opposite breast for feedings. Um, so it's saying for the first six hours, feed from one breast, and then for the next six hours, feed from the second side. They go on to say that if the unnursed breast is feeling uncomfortable, hand express or pump just to relieve pressure, then stop. If the breasts become uncomfortably full at any point, fully pump and start the process again. Some mothers may need to go longer stretches of eight to 12 hours until things are brought under control. Staying at the same breast for two or more feedings will allow milk volume to slow because there is less overall stimulation. Staying at the same breast helps ensure that baby is getting the higher calorie hind milk. This process allows the body to trigger the feedback inhibitor of lactation, which we lovingly call fill F I L fill feedback inhibitor of lactation. What that is, is there is a whey protein that builds up in the milk and becomes more concentrated. If milk is not removed. This sends a message to slow down milk production. Okay. So block feeding can be great for those with oversupply. Um, again, I highly recommend working with a lactation consultant because you can start block feeding at the wrong time. There's a right time to do block feeding. There's a wrong time to do it. If you do it too early on in your lactation journey, when you're still putting in your order for your milk supply, that could cause a dip that can be really hard to recover from. Also, if you wait too long to do block feeding, sometimes you just get so overwhelmed with so much milk and, and recurrent clogged ducts and recurrent mastitis that you just give up on breastfeeding altogether. So it really is about finding the right time to do block feeding, doing it for the right amount of time. Sometimes my clients will start with um, feeding on one breast per feed and then over time their baby transitions back to both breasts per feed. Okay. So this is not a one size fits all. This is going to look very different from family to family. Okay. Let's keep talking a little bit more here. Um, with oversupply, you may also want to consider adding some things to your plan, such as herbs like peppermint and sage, maybe even Sudafed. I tend to gravitate more towards natural options. So I, I always recommend to my clients first peppermint tea, sage tea, peppermint essential oils, sage essential oils, or capsules. I just gravitate towards those more than, um, medications like Sudafed, but medications can be an option for some people. Even birth control can be a good option. But again, that looks very different from family to family. Again, it's not something that you want to navigate alone with oversupply, work with an IBCLC. It's not one size fits all. Again, this podcast is not medical advice, but hopefully these tips kind of helped you get a great start on how to manage your oversupply. 
Again, tip number one was don't overdo it with the breast pump, especially if feeding your baby at the breast is going well. Tip number two is not only pumping too much causes oversupply. And tip number three was positioning and a plan can help manage your oversupply. Are you feeling more confident? Are you feeling great as you go into this? Maybe before you started listening to this episode, you didn't know that you even had oversupply. Maybe you thought it was normal for your baby to choke and sputter and come up for air during feeds. And now you're thinking, oh, maybe I do have a bit of oversupply. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I will be back next week for a brand new podcast episode. And of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You're a good friend to all. Have a good week. If you would like more help, check us out at breezybabies.com. It's the happy place for boobs and babies where you can take an online workshop on topics from breastfeeding to baby gas, learn baby massage, get a pumping plan before returning to work, and even get one-on-one lactation help from our IBCLCs. We meet with families both in home and also all over the world via secure video. And guess what? These lactation consultations might even be covered by your insurance. Click the link in the show notes or visit breezybabies.com to see if you qualify. Also connect with us at Breezy Babies on Instagram and YouTube. And last, if you love what we do, please leave us a review on Google or Apple Podcasts. Bye.